Well, we just so happen to start the call right as people are walking right above me. So before we get into our main topic, I don't know that we necessarily have follow-up, but you did start a second TikTok page, channel, whatever it's called. I did indeed. What is this one about? Because a lot of the... Um... A lot of the cocktail recipes that I make for TikTok, they're just so bad. I decided that I would make a second TikTok where I make drinks that I would actually give to people to drink or where I try and improve the drinks that we eat drink. So I just did because I am so creative. Um, the original TikTok is at Elena Becco, B-E-C-O. And my second TikTok account is at Elena Becco too. <laughs> yeah. And it was not easy to find. You had to send the link to me. I don't know if that was just a browser thing or if that's mm -hmm. a TikTok thing in general. No, I had a few different people tell me that it was hard to find. I think it was just because it was a brand new account. So there are a couple thousand followers on it right now. And I figured I'd start making some more content for that one. Yeah, your first video on that has much more views than... 20,000 views. Your first number of videos on your other one yep so i guess you could say things are going well so far on that one yeah i mean people are actually giving some pretty good suggestions for the drink that i tried to fix now don't your your video has 21.7 thousand views and you have 5400 likes already so i guess the people watching your video are very supportive on your second tiktok that's going well. Ooh, big moment. I don't think I told you yet. Uh, on one of my uh, seltzer review videos, a brand commented, can we send you some things? And so now I'm getting some, some sort of alcoholic something sent to us. They're called Beatbox. <laughs> Is it made of beats? I don't, um, like, entirely know what exactly it is. It looks like some sort of wine cooler type thing. But they said they would send me a variety pack, and my roommate looked up the variety pack, and it's apparently, like, $35. So we're getting $35 worth of beatboxes sent to us. Well, there you go. Oh, here we go. Wine-based party punch. Interesting. What What happens if you don't like it? <laughs> Did that discussion come up? Because we talked but, about that last episode. They didn't say anything about actually, like, uh, like things they would want me to say in a video. Um, so I'm hoping it's really just they're giving me free things. <laughs> like a PR package. I guess we'll find out. I'm sure you'll make a video. I'm sure I will as well. So wait we for were... some upcoming Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, we were watching um, reviews of it last night. It was so funny. All of the reviews were, like, so bad. <laughs> My favorite one. We were laughing so hard. It was, like, this lady was talking about them and was like, now these are gluten-free, zero sugar, and they are low in sugar. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ma'am, I think you just said that. <laughs> Not only is there no sugar, it's they low, are low in sugar. In sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I just now I don't know if they have sugar or not. <laughs> that brought to mind something completely unrelated, but I saw a cross section of a Nutella jar 
of what is actually contained in the Nutella jar. And it's like half of it is sugar. And there was like a comment that was like, oh no, the chocolate hazelnut spread isn't healthy. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew? Were you still in the house when dad bought that? I don't know. Dad bought it once, like when it was first coming out. And he was like, I'm so excited for this. And then I, we tried it and he was like, well, um, and then we like never got it again. <laughs> yeah. There are some people that love it. I, I definitely didn't have it a ton pre allergy awareness, but I can't have it now. So I, I don't remember my few experiences with it, what that was like. I think it's fine. I, I don't have much to say on it. I'm fine with just peanut butter in most instances. I wish I could still have peanut butter. I think we've already discussed that Reese's peanut butter cups are like the one thing I miss the most. If I remember correctly, someone will... No one's going to fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> I miss pe- Reese's peanut butter cups, but I also like just miss peanut butter in general. Because it's... Just making, like, a peanut butter sandwich would be so easy to just, like, here is my bread and my peanut butter. It takes 30 seconds. I have so few things that I can make that are... Now, that's not necessarily healthy, but it is better than a lot of other things which are that quick, which I can eat. (laughs) So. Or peanut butter cookies. I wish I could have peanut butter cookies, too. Have you tried just not having allergies? <laughs> I did. It worked really well for about 25 years. Maybe a little less than that. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, once you try having allergies, you have them forever. At least at my age. <laughs> Anywho. Do you want to hear about this... I don't know how often you watch my TikToks. I shotgunned one of these the other night, last night, when we're recording this. This bubbler. It's a sparkling water. It was just left at our doorstep. Someone left a six-pack. And I was like, okay. And I shotgunned it. And it's raspberry lime citrus flavor. And I don't understand, but when I first started drinking it, and I started drinking another one today when I drank this one... It tasted so distinctly like a cotton candy hard seltzer that they used to make that I don't think exists anymore. And I am a little bit confused as to why raspberry and lime in a sparkling water translates to the exact same flavor as cotton candy hard seltzer. I can offer no information. Also, I see that that TikTok was made. And I have not watched it, so... Oh, you can have it. It's soy free. Oh, lovely. I hope I hope sparkling water is soy free. Is it gluten free too? It's amazing to me it what things free. are what different things say gluten free on them which would never have gluten in them. And I'm just like, why why did we feel the need? It is wanna... vegan, but it doesn't look like it's kosher. I don't know what's kosher and what's not. Please recycle. Joke's on you. There's no recycling in Ames. (laughs) Anyways, I was just thinking about that because I'm sitting at my workstation and just the empty can was here from when I drank it this morning. Alistair Moody would not be happy with you. 
just drinking random drinks that were left at your front door. Constant vigilance. I mean, they were packaged. They were like in a package. But if they were made from magic, you wouldn't be able to tell. I'm still reading Harry Potter. I'm okay. in book six. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the brain. <sighs> Although to be fair, Harry Potter is probably on my brain was on my brain even when I wasn't in the middle of reading it. Rereading it. I read that a couple times. I read the uh it was actually the Philosopher's Stone on my flight home from London when I went to London my freshman year of college. I bought a special edition at special edition. It had a blue cover for Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> That was about the special of the edition. <laughs> it has been curious to read and see the different spots where they definitely Americanized the American version. Like, I don't have an example that comes to the top of my head, but there are definitely times where they're like units of measurement or turns of phrase or different things where it's like, these British people would not be saying this thing like an American. This is done for our benefit. I wish I had an example. I'd have to go back and find one. Anywho. Hi, listeners. As we mentioned last podcast, I, Elena, now have merch for my TikTok. If you want to go and take a look at it, Eric will put the link in the description of this video or of this podcast episode. We have a few different designs that you can choose from. We have things from stickers and mugs to t-shirts and sweatshirts. All of the apparel can be found in sizes extra small to 5XL. That was as far as I thought through the sentence. Thank you. (laughs) Anywho, what are we talking about today, Eric? (laughs) Actually, this was my idea. (laughs) Yeah, what are we talking about today, Elena? (laughs) So well, this was your idea that uh, from our long list of ideas for for our regular listeners who would have heard this discussed in a previously created podcast. Elena sent a number of suggestions so that we have a bunch of different things we can talk about here since we were getting to a point where we didn't have ideas. <laughs> so this uh, this idea came from that long list. So hopefully we will have something that we can talk about here for a little bit. <laughs> Other than Elena's TikTok or vehicle troubles. Yeah, so. Although, to be fair, we have kind of talked about this. I guess we can mention what the topic is. Yeah, I mean, so we've talked about it a little bit. Elena's suggestion was on losing your musicality or not necessarily losing, but going in a different direction, like moving away from it. So, like, a couple of different sentences in the idea. But we've talked about music on a whole, on the whole at least in high school in terms of marching band because that's an experience that we share Mm -hmm. while like we were never in marching band at the same time we both played instruments and were in marching band but i think we've had different experiences well first of all we had different experiences through that but we have had different experiences since then in terms of how much music we are or are not making anymore So Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out where to start the conversation because I do think we should probably give a little background as to our musical past 
but since we've covered so much of it, we probably don't need to spend Go super too long in on depth. It. But just in terms of playing an instrument in the first place, I never had piano lessons. Emily did, and then you did as well, but I would have been in band before you were started getting music lessons because I started in band in 2002 and you were three. <laughs> so I know some people play the piano when they're three years old, but I don't think we were not that were family. Getting, I don't think you were getting lessons that early. So I ended up playing in band because I remember making the suggestion that I wanted to learn to play the guitar. And then dad came back at some points during sixth grade and asked me about it. And I, I don't know if I was just in a mood or what the deal was, but I was pretty adamant that I didn't want to do anything that was being suggested at the time. So he ended up coming back at some point. I don't remember if it was that conversation or a later one and saying, you're either going to do band, which was new in sixth grade, or you're going to do choir. And I was like, I am not singing. So band it is. And then ended up selecting percussion because it was the one that sounded the most interesting to me and the rumor was we had two different band instructors in sixth grade they would just like come in and then you would get called out of class because sixth grade was still elementary for us at the time so you would get called out of class go into your rehearsal lesson thing and the instructor who like I don't want to say tested me out, but like had me go through different instruments to see what I might be interested in and then sort of assign me my choice. Well, he allowed me to do percussion, but apparently the other instructor who I actually ended up getting the lessons from whenever he would have students come in to test out or whatever, he required that they have at least a year of piano lesson experience before doing percussion because of like the xylophone bell mm -hmm. stuff. So if that is true, I got lucky in the person I had testing me out or whatever to actually be able to do percussion in the first place. And so that was my foray in. And then going into seventh grade and junior high, we found out that you had to have some sort of a music credit, I guess, throughout the year. And then realizing that band counted as one of the credits, I was like, well, I'll just keep doing this then. And then that turned into continuing through marching band all of the different bands that we had in high school i did everything lettered in band lettered in pep band etc etc and then getting to undergrad for whatever reason i decided that i wasn't super interested in continuing in concert band in undergrad and i i had gone so far as to sign up to try out and I even showed up to try out, but it turned out I showed up on the wrong day. <laughs> and so I had a whole extra day to think about it. And then I ended up just ghosting the tryout <laughs> instead of taking my name off. And so my concert band career ended in undergrad or ended after high school. And so that was sort of the beginning of the end for that. But before I continue too far into monologue, maybe <laughs> we can start off with your background into leading up to wherever to undergrad or whatever yeah so emily was in piano lessons and at one point the she was like seeing someone 
like in someone's home to take the lessons and at one point that lady stopped doing lessons and then she switched teachers and at the time she switched teachers was the time i got put into lessons so we did them like back to back in the church i was maybe six or seven i did that kind of for some span of time then it was just kind of off and on through elementary school junior high and high school taking piano lessons then in sixth grade i got the option to do music and the options that i chose because we got to like pick three instruments and then they would let us try each one and then you got to pick which one you actually wanted to do my three choices were the alto saxophone the flute or the trumpet and i tried out the flute and the band director was like wow you made a sound <laughs> And I was like, thanks. I don't want to do this. Okay. I don't remember what was wrong with the trumpet, but I decided on the saxophone. So then I did the saxophone through... It would have been band every year, concert band, jazz band, pep band. I lettered in band more times than you did. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably went to more pep band games than I did, because... There was a year when I did stats for the football team, and so I didn't play in pep band for any of the football pep band games. No, because I could have started pep band in eighth grade. And that I, is another difference. I didn't, and then I regretted not doing it in eighth grade, so then I did it each year after that. So I quadruple lettered in pep band, which you're not supposed to be able to do, which also made me triple letter in band, which you're not supposed to be able to do, but I did. You're triple lettered and banned. Yeah. <laughs> that is a difference. We have opined, which I think is the correct word, on numerous times about our marching band experience. So if you want to hear more about that, go back into the archives, mm -hmm. since apparently we now have archives. But there was definitely a change when I was in high school because... When I was in high school, you couldn't do pep band until you were actually in high school, which was 10 through 12. And you couldn't do marching band playing an instrument until you were in ninth grade. And then I think in 2007, when I was in 10th grade, uh, our band director at the time, Mr. Olson, allowed eighth graders to join marching band playing instruments. I think mostly because our numbers were starting to go down. Like... In 2003, mm -hmm. they had like 180 people in marching band. And then the most that I marched with from 2006 to 9 was like 128. And then after, or I should say, junior year was 128. And then senior year was probably at least 20 to 25 people less than that. And then it's like declined from that point to the point where you were only with like 70, 80 people maybe in marching band? My first year, I, I was in eighth grade when I started marching band. Uh, it was like, because like, we did the spring and summer marching band, so it was like the end of my eighth grade year. Um, and we had just about 80 people in the band. And then the very next year, we lost, we had lost a bunch of seniors the season before. So the next year when I was in ninth grade, the winds section, so not including percussion, was 26 people. Wow. Wow. 
I was our one biggest, of two our saxophones. Drum line, our biggest drum line was almost that big in the four years I did marching band. Wow. That's so small. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just give me just give me one more second to marvel at that before we move on. But all that to say, you had more of an opportunity mm-hmm. as like because of the number of students who were actually doing band, you needed to start growing to lower and lower grade levels to actually have people to play, period. Because students who are younger and younger are not going to be as good because they mm-hmm. haven't had as much experience playing which is why part of why at least they weren't it before then yeah but once but we switched anyways. to um the fall season instead of doing this the spring and summer marching it, it was i want to say i was in like 10th grade um, when we switched to doing fall at that point they stopped eighth graders from being able to join because then the, the band season would start at, like, the beginning of the school year. So it would be, like, people just going into ninth grade. They essentially had the same band experience. Yeah. Makes sense. As the people who had been just coming out of eighth grade for the spring seasons. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know if but, that's changed at all. But because now they're yeah. doing, I think they're doing band a year earlier in the schools. Because we switched to a, a middle school. I think they're starting band in fifth grade instead of sixth. This is a thing we've talked about in the past, too. You can find in our school discussion. But when I was in school, it was elementary was K through six, and then junior high was seven through nine, and then senior high was 10 through 12. Mm -hmm. And Elena also started that way. But then when you were in high school, right, they switched it to... Yeah, my junior year. K5, 6, 8, 9, 12. Mm So... But all of this discussion and all of our previous marching band discussion to say music was very large, for sure in my life, in both of our lives. You and I were the two out of the three siblings who were in marching band, like the entire Mm -hmm. time you were able to be in marching band. And then Emily was for a couple years, two years, I think, Mm -hmm. before deciding she wanted to move on. But then apart from just doing music in school i also played at church and you could start being able to play at church in eighth grade and that was on the drum set and i didn't learn drum set until seventh grade because in seventh grade or the first year of junior high or maybe middle school now i guess you were still separated you weren't all together in one band you were still getting lessons as a section so we had the percussion group during fifth hour which is why i couldn't do high performance social studies but that's another story and we had like 10 kids or whatever doing percussion and then just one day in i want to say like in december of that year our band instructor taught us quote unquote air quotes taught us how to play the drum set just like you just on gotta one day. feel it <laughs> and then you were able to start doing he started doing jazz too, so we had would have a second jazz band that you didn't have to try out for. And I think that might have started when I was in seventh grade. But in any case, we like had one lesson on playing the drum set, and then we were able to do jazz too. And so I did jazz band starting that year. And then in eighth grade, I could start playing in the youth group at church. And so I started doing it then. 
So I did drums at church 8th, 9th, 11th, 12th. I like didn't try to figure out 10th grade because we like switched from junior high to senior high. But anyways, music was very much a part of my identity. It was like one of my main pieces of identity being in band. That was like my one attribute in high school. (laughs) Yeah. And maybe more so when I was there, like marching band was the most successful activity at our school. Yeah, and that so, went way downhill. <laughs> yeah. You were able to take a ton of pride in being like the best activity because we performed in marching bands, in marching band competitions or in competition at parades. And then when Elena did it in like field show competition, mm-hmm. a more traditional like competition. But then. I already sort of mentioned getting out of concert band, but I didn't I didn't get out of music entirely because my freshman year of college I marched with an independent drumline in a winter drumline group. So there is there are a couple of different like post high school outside of school period like marching competition things you can do. And one of them is in the summer, and that's drum corps. And that's like brass instruments and color guard and percussion marching out on a field. Like maybe if you were to imagine a marching band not doing a parade, that's what you imagine. You would imagine. And then in the winter, there is just a drumline competition and a color guard competition held indoors on a floor that's basically the size of a basketball court, maybe a little smaller. And so that's what I did freshman year. And then for whatever reason, I decided not to do drum corps. And I don't remember what the reason was, if it was like a a money thing, because you have to pay for it then too. Like you had to pay for it in high school, but then you actually have to pay like real money to do it outside of school. So I don't know if that was part of it, if it was just not wanting to have to try and get over to St. Paul every day or for practices or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the decision was at that point. But that was sort of the start of declining the number of different places that I was involved in marching band because I only did, or in music, because I only did one year of that drumline thing, which sort of mirrors your your experience in college as well, which I can mm-hmm. give you the floor to discuss. Yeah, when I was going into college, I was like, well, obviously, I'm going to continue doing marching band. And I honestly, I probably should have stuck with concert band and not marching band. But I don't know. I thought I was going to be a marching cyclone. Then I got to um, band practice or like tryouts. And I didn't really practice at all for the marching tryouts. And like... My senior year of high school, I was a drum major, so I didn't need to march ever because we stopped doing parades, so I just stood on a ladder. So my marching was rusty. Then I didn't practice my instrument at all. So then I got to the auditions, and I was like, wow, I am underprepared here. (laughs) Which was no one's fault but my own. (laughs) And so then I got put into essentially a junior varsity band where we would go around at football games like go to the tailgaters 
and play music for all the drunk people. And we would like sit in the stands with the band at the at the football games, but we wouldn't actually go on the field. Um, we did once for like the homecoming game, because the homecoming game was where they brought back all the alumni and they were on the field and we were on the field with the alumni and it was like a big thing. And I thought that I enjoyed it at the time. And then I was like, all of a sudden my sophomore year when it was time for me to decide if I wanted to do it or not, one of, like, pretty much everyone in my section was like, yeah, I don't think I'm doing it again. I was like, what? How can you not? And then I just stopped doing it. And I, I just, like, I emailed the person who was coordinating it. I was like, I don't want to try out. Bye. And at that point, I, I, I wouldn't say I gave up music. <laughs> but that was the point where I pretty much stopped doing music like i still have my saxophone i couldn't tell you the last time i played it i still have my well emily's old keyboard it it doesn't sound super great couldn't tell you the last time i played that one (laughs) but like when i'm home and we have mom still has uh the piano that we had growing up like when i'm home and at mom's like i'll sit and i'll play the piano it's fun it's relaxing it's nicer on an actual piano other than just a $100 keyboard. Yeah. And then you also got a bass. I have do have a bass, bass that I wanted to learn how to play, and that, that has not happened. I learned Seven Nation Army, as one does. <laughs> um, I don't think I could do it still. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was just, yeah. like, in sophomore sophomore year of college, it was just, like, I don't want to do this. And I don't think it was that I didn't want to do music. Like, I really enjoyed the time that I spent in band, especially in, like, high school with pep band. And, like, we did pep band when I was in, like, the junior varsity um, college band. And I enjoyed doing mainly pep band and concert band and... I really liked marching band in high school for most of the years, a few of the years. <laughs> and it just seemed like, well, obviously I'm going to continue marching band, but then it was also just so easy for me to give it up when I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore. That's wild because then going through my next few years of college, I was I would like I would see the band kids and I would just be like, I don't miss that. Hmm. Like I would very much like to get back into playing my saxophone, which not sure how well that would go over in an apartment complex yeah that's yeah (laughs) i feel that and i think it'd be great to do some sort of like like community band or something i was really good at the saxophone but like i just kind of feel like it is what it is like it's just i love that saxophone played a big part in my life now we're just not there anymore yeah I'm trying to go back in my mind and think through what I did or did not miss. I did not miss concert band. So I guess that answer, that's like the short answer to that piece. I tried out for the jazz band at Bethel and didn't, didn't get in. I had a, a horrible audition. I do not audition well. It, it went as expected, I guess. 
I tried out to be in a worship team to play music at chapel at Bethel. Also did not get into that. It didn't help that I was in Indianapolis, or in, not Indianapolis, in Dayton, Ohio. We drove through Indianapolis. I don't know why. Anywho, <laughs> I was in Dayton, Ohio for Drumline one one of the audition days, like the group audition day, so that didn't work. And then I missed... I missed marching band enough because Bethel didn't have a marching band and Bethel didn't have a pep band until I was a junior maybe and that was like all Bethel band kids that did that. I never tried to figure out how to get into pep band and then I couldn't have because I ran cross country senior year and missed a bunch of football games. But I missed drumline enough to try and figure out how to continue to do drumline but it it didn't ever work out because sophomore year I went on a J-term study abroad trip and didn't want to have to try and coordinate missing a month of practice or rehearsals. Senior year, or junior year, I missed, well, I was gone for an entire semester in the spring, and so that wouldn't have worked out. What happens? I just didn't have money senior year, so trying to pay dues wasn't going to work. And then I realized that I still could have marched because there's an age limit, like there's an upper end age limit. I still could have marched the year I moved to Denver. So I could have joined like the Blue Knights Mm -hmm. out in Denver and marched with them. But I didn't realize that until after I'd already booked my trip home and I was coming off of a sprained ankle, like a really bad sprained ankle from camp. And so I I was emailing back and forth with the director of the blue nights and it just wasn't coming together so finally i was like after trying to figure all this out i it sounds like age wise i would still be able to do this this year but schedule wise it just sounds like it's not going to work out so the end of my playing and drumline experience was in 2010 11 years ago now that's crazy so there was that I thought about trying to play marching band or do marching band at the U of M because the U of M has a program where if you go to a small school in the Twin Cities, you can like do a like a joint credit program thing where you can still mm-hmm. march at the U if you try out. I talked to them sophomore year maybe about trying to do it junior year and then didn't follow up and had enough craziness junior year that I don't know how well it would have gone out, gone down. So, concert band was down, marching band was down, but then I still very badly wanted to continue to be able to play drum set. And so, I didn't play at church when I was in college because it seemed like we just had one worship band and it was like all the same people every week and it didn't seem like there was going to be an opening. So, I didn't inquire at all about that. But when I moved to Denver, I did ask about it at the church I started going to. And at the first church I went to in Denver, I just did auxiliary percussion stuff because they already had three drum set drummers. But then when I moved to the second church I went to, they only had one one drummer for sure and then maybe a second one. I don't remember. But I started there just doing the auxiliary percussion because that music director had been at the previous church so on and so forth 
and then i was like i can play drum set too just so you know and he's like oh i thought you could just do the auxiliary that's great <laughs> and then like it got to the point where weekly i was the person drumming at church and then when i moved back here and i was at camp for the first summer i was able to do play drums for like half the weeks and then i played one time the second summer because that's how it worked out and then since then i haven't played very much i actually like i sit next to my drum set every time we record these and i look at my drums and it's like now that i'm in a house there is more of an opportunity for me to be able to just make noise playing drums but i haven't played for a number of months now like they're all set up it's not going to help the podcast audience to audience to look at them because <laughs> you're listening to this but the reason i thought about maybe choosing this topic and the reason this came to mind or has been on my mind is because i've been thinking a lot about how badly i wanted to be a musician like professionally when i was in high school mm -hmm. and it's been it's been interesting to sort of reflect on why that didn't happen or on different things related to that so like in high school like in school there was a group of people i knew who were in a band but my friend who was in the band his brother was the drummer so they're not going to kick his brother out of the band for me to be the drummer and then at church there was a band that started and the guitar player and the drummer were twins so you have to pick I don't one. <laughs> have an in in there either so like i didn't have a group of people to be in a band with in high school and then going into college it just i felt like there was an expectation that i was going to be pursuing pursuing a quote-unquote real job with whatever degree track i pursued and so i didn't even think about going to school for music and then it just sort of like didn't turn into anything and it's so hard as a drummer because you can't really just be in a band by yourself as a drummer like drumming is like the one thing where you most need to collaborate with other people and i'm sure there are people who would be able to debate that or who would want to debate that but that's certainly what it felt like and then eventually like going through year after year of not doing that or whatever not trying to figure out how to professionally be a drummer it was just like sort of made a decision one day that it's that wasn't going to happen even though i didn't really want to make the decision and it kind of just felt like giving up without actually having tried to do the thing mm -hmm. and so that's like a thing that has been with me for a long time and like still pops up every once in a while as like a a regret i guess in my life yeah i don't I know if you have anything to <laughs> to come back to that with come back with to that i mean i never had dreams of being a professional musician or anything um some of my friends and i have joked that like we're gonna start a band but like i I have been playing the piano for, what, like, how old am I? Like, 13 years at this point, and I am still intermediate at best. 
and I would love to be better at the piano, but I don't want to put the time and effort into actually learning the music theory because I didn't, I had like a little bit of music theory and I was ahead of most of the people my age when it came to like band because I had the piano lessons, but like, I remember there was one time I maybe talked about this once where we were in jazz band and it was like before school, there were what, 20, 30 of us. And the band director stopped the entire band and just came and sat next to me and was like, this is how you read a chord symbol. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And he like <laughs> he printed out like a full like three pages of like what all of the chords were. And he's like, and now once you understand what the chords are, you can just like read the symbols and just add in the seventh or add in the fifth. And I was like, this just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'd like look at the chords and I was like, well, I can play a C major chord. Like, that's about it. And it was at that point where I was like, I would love to be better at piano, but I don't want to put the effort into becoming better at piano. I am satisfied with being intermediate. Yeah. That's think, an interesting... Mm -hmm. Oh, keep, keep uh, going. I think that was part of the reason I didn't... Like, I did jazz band every year 7th through 12th grade but I didn't really enjoy it a whole lot and I think that was because starting in 8th grade I switched from doing it, it's so funny that I switched from the saxophone to the piano for jazz band so in 7th grade I still played the saxophone in jazz band which it wasn't really jazz band it was just an opportunity for our band director to teach some additional material so we played like thriller um but then going forward, I switched over to the piano and the music was just so hard because <laughs> it was just chords, which would make a whole lot of sense if I understood the music theory, but I didn't. And I was just like, I would try and play it and I would bring it to my piano lessons and my instructor would like look at it and he was like classically trained and he would look at it and be like, "Ooh, this is a funky rhythm. I was like, I don't care about the rhythm. Just teach me how to read the chords. <laughs> I don't miss jazz band. <laughs> yeah, that's... I've been thinking about a bunch of things related to this. So on the jazz band front, I definitely remember us talking about this and how, like, the most helpful note I ever got about how to play drums in jazz band happened in 12th grade when Schrader was like, when they have a beat, hit the snare. And I was like, it makes so much sense! Why did it take until now to learn that? But it is interesting for you to say that your slash our, because we had the same instructor in junior high, like it just jazz allowed him to just have other material, mm -hmm. either for the band to play or for him to teach or whatever. I feel like looking back, if I had wanted to learn more about jazz just like as a whole or start listening to jazz or anything like that i would have needed to do that on my own because it didn't feel like there was a huge impetus to teach jazz learn jazz explore jazz in like in great depth mm -hmm. it was mostly just we we're going to rehearsal here are the songs we we're playing play the songs eric don't do what's written on the paper do mm -hmm. your own thing i don't know what that means so <laughs> that was my jazz band experience and then on top of that 
I have this thing that I have not said to anyone in the past, but that it seemed like looking back, I was enrolled in drum lessons along with being in band. And so it seems like there was some sort of something outside, people outside of me who were telling me that they were interested in me getting better at drums, probably because it seemed like that was what I wanted. But at the same time, it felt like there was a negative aspect of drums are loud and Eric is making so much noise, playing the drums, tapping to himself when he's not playing the drums, so many of these different things, to the point where it was like, I didn't practice, I didn't like practicing early because it was boring when you're just starting off learning. So that was like the start of that. But then as it got later, I think there was this like not wanting to, I don't want to say be a burden because I don't think that conveys the right thing, but that's like along the lines of like, I don't want to be like constantly making noise if people are going to be unhappy that I'm making noise sort of thing. And so I probably didn't practice as much as I could have or should have if I wanted to make music my profession. On top of that, we had a person in our high school, when I was in school, who was in my same grade, who was so much better at drums than all of us because, like, he practiced constantly. And, like, ended up senior year, he went to an arts high school for a period of time before coming back. And so it was just like, oh, that's just him, and I'm never going to be as good as him, but I'm definitely good enough to do whatever right now. And so, like, I have, I have, like, this weird mix of not wanting to make noise around people, thinking that I'm good when I could definitely improve myself to be better, and, like, a bunch of these other things that sort of, I think, played into why I did not continue to, or why I didn't push harder on trying to make music happen. So... I don't know yeah. if you have... I feel like I keep saying things that <laughs> don't really have a great way to, like, hand back off to you. But these are, like... This is things that have been in my mind for an extended period of time. Yeah. When I was in high school... at So... There were two of us at one point who were really good at saxophone. Me and this other person who coincidentally ended up going to the same college I did and she at some point switched over to bassoon because like we needed we didn't really need a bassoon but our band director thought we needed a bassoon so she switched over to bassoon so then I was like obviously like it was clear that I was the best saxophone and then my I think it was senior year, there was another kid who I was still technically better than him, and he knew that I was technically better than him, and he told me that I was technically better than him, but I had so much, I don't want to call them hard feelings, but hard feelings towards him, because he was so much better at jazz music, and like, I didn't want to do jazz saxophone i had never really wanted to do jazz saxophone that's why part of the reason why i switched to piano but it was like he could 
kill, absolutely destroy a solo. And I, like, I never really learned how to do a solo on either instrument because with the piano, there were just too many keys and I didn't understand the chords. Then with the saxophone, because I didn't have the time learning in jazz band how to do a solo on the saxophone, I just never learned it. And so he would just, like, play things all of the time. And I would just be, like, so annoyed every time he played his saxophone. Just like, shut up. Just play the music. Just don't don't play the music that you're not supposed to. Just play the band music. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Solos were interesting, too. I think we've discussed this in the past, that... It wasn't until senior year that I realized, oh, I can rehearse a solo. Like, it doesn't need to be off the top of my head mm-hmm. in every performance. And so, like, I had, I know that we've discussed my last jazz band concert when I ended up playing drums on a song that had a dedicated drum solo. Mm-hmm. Like, there was literally just a part of the of the staff or whatever, the bar, whatever, there's just a line that just had a blackout and it just said drum solo. <laughs> and so I ended up playing a drum solo. And like it went well because I thought about what I was going to play and then sort of set something up and then played that. And it worked. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but like that was my last opportunity to do that in high school. So I don't know if I was going anywhere in particular with that. <laughs> but it's like. I think there was just this idea that there was just sort of this natural gifting that people had, which is not not true. Like, that is true, but there's also something to be said for the amount of work that gets put into actually practicing mm-hmm. and learning different things. And, like, I didn't have I didn't have an idea of, like, how necessarily to get better. Because I don't know that drum lessons were necessarily the best thing for me or like learning from a book i don't know that learning out of a book was necessarily the best way for me to go which was some of my drum lesson experience like what i was looking more for i think or what would have benefited me more was like that thing like the comment from schrader when they when the horns have a hit Mm -hmm. hit the snare it's like things on how to like set up a song or how to play inside of a song or how to help direct a song or things of that nature, I think would have been more helpful in helping me understand music because we didn't learn music theory in terms of like chords or anything Mm -hmm. like that in percussion. Like it's just not a thing we discussed. And so I knew like the reason that I know anything is because I played the xylophone and marching band for a year and I more often than not was the person playing keyboard instruments in band so like i learned scales i learned major scales so i know all the major scales i don't know any minor scales i didn't understand in jazz when we tried learning jazz scales when i was playing vibes more often than drum set junior Mm -hmm. year so it's like there are all these different places where i sort of wish i had had a little more push in one direction or or not not even push like guidance showing how so like showing a road basically some sort of a drum mentor i guess is what i'm describing i don't know just thinking back i think the reason that i preferred concert band and pep band more was because (laughs) 
I didn't have that aspect of needing to make things up. Like in yeah. jazz band, there was one time we were doing around the room solos, which is basically the band director would point at a random person and say, do a solo. And they would just do that over and over again until he decided that that was enough fun for the day. He pointed <laughs> at me once and it was like, it gave me a chord symbol and a chord symbol is basically the letters of the, the notes that you're playing. And then there might be a flat, there might be a sharp, there might be some numbers in there. And I saw that it said C, that was in the chord, like in the chord symbol. And so I just played like on a C, just da, 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 because I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but in concert band, it was like there was music that I could look at. I knew exactly what was expected of me. What the music said was what I needed to play. And I could technically play the music. I was good technically, but not the whole understanding what was going on and i think the reason i like pep band so much was because it was just the same music year after year and i was like once you learn how to play it you know how to play it and i was like i love playing these songs because it's like you funny. know what it is and then it's like once you start playing the song so many times like you can play the songs and be like i want to do number 28 no one knows 28 but i know 28 i practiced it i didn't practice it i just played it previous years <laughs> But I was really good at it because we played it so many years in a row. It was like all of the fun of playing an instrument with none of the challenges of trying to learn an instrument. <laughs> That's funny. So I wrote some things down. I think we covered most of the things I wrote down. In terms of learning another instrument... So, like, you had piano lessons and mm -hmm. you had, like, saxophone in band, but now, like, you have a bass, which, mm -hmm. like, it sounds like you haven't done a ton with. But then on my end, I got a guitar the year after freshman year of college. So, like, I've had a guitar for a decade now, and I haven't played it for a while, but, like, I did go through this process of trying to learn how to at least play the guitar get a little better at playing the guitar to the point where i could like strum chords or whatever t mm -hmm. through a song like i there's no way i could do anything more than just like play the chords that are going through a song but like i think we both have that similar experience of learning a second instrument or like you very like structured wise learning a second instrument mm -hmm. and then having this bass next in addition to if what is the question i want to ask here first i guess what what was the prompting of like we were sort of given our first instruments like you piano saxophone mm -hmm. me the drums percussion whatever like given the sort of assignment to do band learn these things what was it for you that made you think about wanting to play the bass? Um, Dad had it, and then he offered it to us. <laughs> no, it was like Dad, he, Dad decided that he wanted to learn how to play the bass, so we went out and he bought like a, a beginner, a mid-range mid bass. Um, then I would pick it up and I would like, do, do, do. 
who would be like, how did you learn that? Google. Yeah. And I think it was just like, oh, I, this would be so cool to learn. And then actually trying to learn it. I don't think I know how to learn an instrument. Because it's been so long since I started learning anything. And I think I'm at the point where to learn a new instrument, I really would need to understand the music theory. And there's just a block in my head telling me that I can't do that because I played the piano for so many years and I'm still at an intermediate level. That's an interesting thought because I also feel like knowing music theory would be way more helpful for me trying to, well, me in the past and maybe me now, I don't know, but just in terms of trying to learn how to play an instrument. But I think your comments about, like, how did you learn to do that thing, Google, like, I don't know that there's necessarily a wrong way to learn an instrument. So, like, using Google to learn how to play it. Like, that's how mm-hmm. I learned how to play a ton of stuff on the guitar was just by Googling stuff. Because I had three guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe four. I don't remember. Either way, most of how I learned how to play the guitar was looking up how to do stuff on Google and then playing. Which that might be... That's like one thing that ties through all of this is the amount of time that you put into something. And I think my biggest frustration in terms of playing, there are two things I should say. One of them is that I know that becoming a professional musician would be incredibly difficult because I do not have the amount of time necessary to make that happen. Like professional in- professional musicians who are like the best in the world. Mm-hmm play their instrument like 8 to 12 hours a day every day i don't have that kind of time i don't have that kind of time to devote to hardly anything Mm -hmm. so there's that but then i also had this thing that i think we can add on to my previously mentioned like blocks of why i didn't pursue music but there was also this thing of like knowing that music is not like a set field like there's so much fluctuation into are you able to find somewhere to play how much you're getting paid are you in this band the band breakup like all these different things Mm -hmm. that i was so hesitant to put time and money into something that might not work out that way Mm -hmm. and i think that like that's not that's true beyond just music with me like that's true beyond just playing the drums i have a very difficult time pushing through in doing something if i don't see like a a set like this is like security like there's not security in it there's not security that you will be able to make money doing this thing is it even worth doing if you can't make money at it like some Mm -hmm. very american approach to what is useful or valuable and like all those different like things continuing continuing along those lines the other maybe i don't know if this will be the final point or not but like the final thing that i thought of coming into this that of course just escaped my head (laughs) but like oh my goodness we might have some dead air here (laughs) well the thought that i just remembered um you said that you didn't want to do choir because you didn't want to sing. I was in choir for so many years. So it was like... Yeah, you did the the 
district choir thing in elementary school? Yeah, we had district choir that we could do from grades four to six, and I did it for four and five. And then we had choir just at our elementary school for five and six, and I did that both years. Then a few summers, it was like three or four summers, I did like a one week long show choir camp. Oh, I do remember you doing that. Um, so it was through the school that Emily went to. And it, it was just like a week long, just like eight hours a day, we would sing and learn choreography. But I didn't want to share that with people because I didn't want people to think I was dancing because I don't <laughs> dance. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely some of the not wanting to sing is not wanting to present myself in some way. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, I can hear myself and I've heard myself recorded. It's hard not to hear myself recorded talking at this point. But like, I've heard myself singing and recorded singing and I'm I'm just not a huge fan of it. So Mm -hmm. another thing this I don't think this was the thing, but there's. Oh, I remember what the other thing was. So let me say that first. No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Hold on. It's almost there. Let me talk about this thing first. Writing music, I think. Like, there's... We've talked about, like, the music instrument side. But there's Mm -hmm. also, like, the lyrical side. There's, like, a part of me that feels like I am so black and white in terms of my thinking process that it is so much easier for me to write prose than to even try to write lyrics. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like you need to be so, like, refined, so... I can't think of what the word would be. This is part of the problem. But you need to be, like, so concise. (laughs) Pause. I want someone to make a song with lyrics that sound like the thought Eric just had. (laughs) (laughs) can't remember the word that you're trying to use just kind of you know the thing where you like um but like distilled, with like a banjo distilled in the might background be the right word. Like... <laughs> but you need to use so few words to convey a point and like a lot of music isn't conveying like any point as far as i can tell i i know so many songs i know the lyrics to so many songs that i don't know what the song is about the lyrics are just like another instrument in the song. I don't know what these songs are about. Mm-hmm. It's like, so like trying trying to figure out how to write music, write lyrics, just felt completely impossible to me. And there's like there have been attempts, and I can't even I just like can't even start because I don't like I it's so it's so like not inside of my brain to think that way. Which like the argument coming mm-hmm. back now. It's like every time I, th- I just need to, the next time I think about it, I'm just going to say it. Because every time I'm like, I remembered the thing, it like slips back out of my brain. The issue is that, some of the issue is that I feel like the motivation piece that I see in people who have become professional musicians is just like, it is so inside of them to be so motivated to make music. And there there's part of me where it's like, I don't necessarily know if I felt that or if it felt like it was this to the same level that I saw other musicians 
just like period you could end this end the sentence there mm-hmm. just in terms of is the reason that i'm not making music or the reason that i didn't end up making music professionally that i wasn't internally motivated enough which like i that doesn't feel like it can be the right answer but some part inside of me is like but is it not the right answer are you sure that's not the right answer which like i don't it seems like there's there are people who get to a place where they are in that way of being just so internally motivated but it feels like there's more than just that that propelled them to whatever place they are mm-hmm. whereas like maybe i need maybe i am a person who needs more external motivation in some way or another but which like doesn't it's like it's not a good or bad value judgment that just sort of is who i am as a person and so i think i need to remind myself that i am like not deficient in some way because i didn't Mm -hmm. end up doing music as a career even though that's like the the dream job even still one of the dream jobs Mm -hmm. unrelated to most of what you just said um but related to something and that someone said uh, oh it was about um not wanting to hear yourself singing I have posted exactly one video on the internet of me singing. It took so long for me to do, and I don't think I'll ever do it again. I was like, that's one, enough. And I I even, like, sent it to mom, like, the entire video file. It was, like, three minutes. I sent her the entire video file and said, can I post this? She was like, what do you mean? (laughs) Well, like, I, I can, but, like, can I post this? <laughs> I did post it. It's still out there. Indeed. Well, <sighs> the motivation thing was the thing that kept slipping in and out of my brain. So I just had to say it. So I'm glad I remembered long enough or that we talked long enough for me to remember. Mm-hmm. But there's like, I don't know if I can say that this has been therapeutic, but at least I have voiced what has been inside my head for at least mm-hmm. a decade, some of these things. So thanks for the the topic <laughs> idea. It's really like... 1 a.m. Like, Elena keeps, came through. <laughs> yeah. It keeps, like, it, it keeps coming back up, just like the back and forth in my head of regrets and whatnot. Like, even this past week, there's a net a netflix documentary i don't know if it's new or not but i just saw it last week it's called count me in it's about like drummers and drumming and like rock star musician people type things and for some reason one of the people who they were interviewing and who was sort of a main character in the documentary is tessa violet's drummer like tessa violet mika kitty Mm -hmm. they talked to her drummer and there is like some weird thing inside of me that was like I saw her two years ago I was like 10 <laughs> feet away from her on stage two years ago and she's like in a genre that I could have ended up doing if I had pursued it. and it was like this weird like mm-hmm. I had I could I had it took two days to finish the documentary because <laughs> I just had this like I don't know if it's angst or whatever just inside my head of like that like a missed me. opportunity yeah 
Or not, like, exactly, like, that could have been me, but, like, I could have done something similar. And it's like, I went to the concert, and the drummer, like, she was a BA drummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she was really good. Like, and now here she is on this documentary talking about playing the drums along with, like, Stuart Copeland and Taylor Hawkins. Like, big-time, well-known drummers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it was just, it threw me off so bad. It was weird. But all that to say, when I went through your topic selection, I was like, this is a thing I've been thinking about. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about this. Yeah, if anyone knows how to just be, like, better at the piano without actually practicing. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have an aunt who's, like, like almost went to Juilliard, like, amazing at piano. And I've considered, like, asking her to, like, if she could give me lessons or something, but then just thinking about the amount of effort I would need to put into that, it's like, I'd, I'm satisfied with my abilities. Yeah, well, I think that was a successful episode. Yeah, I think that's everything. I'm sure when, when I'm editing this, um, there will be more things I could discuss. Oh, before we go, like, moving into the future, like, you thinking, like, saying these things about, may, mm-hmm. like even just hypothesizing or thinking about what you could do to get better do you think you will play more in the future like do you have any motivation to do that right like obviously that could change at any point but like right now do you have any desire like you mentioned like it would be interesting to be in a concert band or something like that do you have any thoughts about that i think if i were in my current location, if I were to start playing again, it would be the bass. I don't really have the motivation to actually go and find, like, a pet band or, like, a concert band. Now that I'm out of school, I think the um, pet band, marching band, concert band options are a little limited. Yeah, it'd have to be, like, a community band or something. Yeah, which I don't know if that exists or not. Well, like, it does, but... Mm-hmm in iowa i have no idea yeah and i don't know how much energy i would actually Not that want there to put wouldn't be in iowa for some reason into... but like... <laughs> i mean we have like a band shell park it's called band shell park there you go there's got to be a concert there at least once <laughs> probably exactly one concert ever <laughs> because that's the thing that i've been thinking about more often like the only thing stopping me from playing music is me not playing music so and the other thing i've thought about is like i still know how to play the drums but like Mm -hmm. drums are so physical that i would need to build muscle back up into like actually being able to play because you can't Mm -hmm. just sit down and play whatever you want like on any instrument but it feels like the drums are so physical well i guess drums are my context so i know how difficult Mm -hmm. it is to play drums or to get back into where i would want to be but uh and i have no idea on the like i have a guitar it's upstairs i could just start playing whenever i want it's uh, it's right there (laughs) 